Thank you for tuning in to Generations Restored. My name is Quentin and I am your host. I just want to say thank you all for tuning in. This is the first uh, real live. Uh, <laughs> it's the first time you get to see me in person. Um, I am truly humble by this experience. Um, this past week, um, I've just been in prayer, writing things down, organizing things um, so that this series is not just a one, two hitter, hit or miss, because this is what I've been learning over this time period is that generational curses is so much so further so much more than what I've I could I could see imagine and and you know it's so much more to break down and to dive into the Bible dive into studies and 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 gain wisdom and knowledge and understanding of what I'm speaking about and um you know for the first episode we're going to dive into the home team the origin story um, but again, let me reiterate this ser- this this topic will not just be a one two punch. This will be a series um, that is spread out over various uh, generational curses in which you in which I face, um, in which other people face as well. Um, we will be having different co-hosts on the show um, beginning within a few weeks. Uh, we will have different people showing up, talking about their generational curses, uh, what they've done how they've gotten over it, um, whether it be positive or negative. And, um, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to listen to them and we're going to gain understanding and, you know, we're going to pray for them. They're going to pray for us. And yeah, so I'm truly excited about this series, home team versus the away team. And today we begin with the home team, the origin story. As most of you know, God created the heavens and the earth. And he created it in pure perfection, pure perfection, as as pure as it can ever be. God created everything in his image, in his likeness and and in his perfect form and state. He took his time to create the heavens, the earth, the moon, the stars, animals, you know, and to even take a break. And, you know. He then came to man, himself in man form, created from dust and created from divine, from the divine spirit of God. He created man, Adam. Adam was the prototype of human humankind. Um, and as we read in Genesis 2, God created Adam as the leader, the head. Creator, uh, he created him to be the leader and 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 have dominion over all all animals. He was able to give them names. He was able to do so many different things. God appointed Adam man as leader, and as we as we go throughout this 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 origin story, we're going to see different things, and we're going to understand where the fall or where the curses enter. So again. In Genesis 2, God creates Adam to be over all. But not only does he create Adam, he says, you know what? Adam needs a help me. What I'm going to do. So as Adam goes to sleep, God puts him in this deep sleep and he removes his rib and he creates this beautiful helpmate for Adam. Woman. And, and, and woman is so unique because she's the total opposite of Adam. And as we progress, we're going to see different things. So God created Eve. Both Adam and Eve were perfect. 
they were so perfect that they didn't even know when the, when they were when they were out in the wilderness when they were in the garden of eden they were naked and they were okay with it that's how good that's how that's how god created it and and, and had it for mankind you could walk around naked imagine today you walking around naked boy you know how many looks you going to get Boy, that man is on drugs. That woman is strung out. She needs some help. But back then, through God and his perfection, there was no need to cover your face, cover your eyes, or be like, you need to put on clothes because it was perfect. As we transition and we move forward, Genesis 3, it begins with the serpent. You know who the serpent is? That's Satan. Satan is a slithery serpent. He approaches, he approaches Eve in the Garden of Eden. Let me go back a little bit. In the second chapter, God says, hey, Adam. Hey, my brother, listen. Come here. Let me talk to you real quick. There is a tree that I command you not to eat from. And that tree is the tree of knowledge. Do not partake of the fruit from this tree. Adam, like, you know, I'm the leader. You know, God, I got you, man. I got you. And after that, he then created Eve, right? And, and in chapter three, we see the serpent come along and the serpent's there like, hey, Eve. Hey, my sister, listen, check it out. You can eat from that tree. It's going to be okay. Just go ahead and eat from it. You know, You know, once you eat from it, You'll have knowledge, wisdom. You'll you'll be able to see and think like God. You your your eyes will come open, and you know Eve responds, "No, nah, you know God. You know, hey, God didn't. God said not to eat from this tree. This ain't a tree that I want to eat from. And I'll be real with you. If God says something to me, and and which He does at times, I'm stubborn. But in in that instance, like, hey, no, nah, my brother, listen, this ain't for me, and. And for me to think about this, this is this is wild because my wife brought this to my attention. Where is Adam in this situation? It says as in, in, the, in the scripture that Adam was beside her and we'll get to that. But where is Adam, the leader? The man in which God appointed to be overall. To be the leader, to be the head and not the tail. Where is Adam? Where is Adam? Big dog. Top dog, watching the garden. Hey, this is my garden. I'm going to make sure that all the plants grow. All, all things are good in this garden because God gave me that position. Where was Adam at? We're going to get to that. So, you know, she gives a response to the serpent. You know, man, listen, you know. Nah, God said don't do that. The serpent said, listen, again, you will be able to see. You will have vision. You will have... You have all the knowledge in the world. You will know good and evil. And, you know, as the scripture progresses in chapter three, the fruit, the tree looks more appetizing. Uh, Eve, you know, Eve is like, mm, that does look good. That does really look good. So let me tell you this, something that I learned when I was a kid. What looks good is not always good for you. Again, what looks good is not always good for you. And in this case, the fruit looked, looked pleasing to the eye. 
And also, you got that devil in your ear. You got that serpent saying, oh, it's good. Try it. Just give it a try. I dare you. I double dog dare you. And sometimes we have people in our ear. Peer pressure. Something I've learned all my life. Peer pressure can drive one crazy. It can drive one to do the most erratic things in life because you don't know how to deal with it. And in that case, for me to look at that, the devil was pressuring the woman. And we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to something. I'm, I'm going to make it very clear. So as time, as, as it progresses, Eve picks up the fruit, takes a bite. Then she look at her husband like, he's standing right next to her where I was at a minute ago. Adam was standing right next to her while Satan was tempting his wife. What did he say? Scripture says he didn't say pretty much. He didn't say anything. He just he took a bite. Of whatever the fruit was, and he took a bite. Man, as soon as they took the bite, their eyes came wide open. Just as God has said, don't do their flesh and desire and want made it feel like it was okay. That peer pressure, they Eve caved to peer pressure. She caved. But for my point is, another point is that as God gave dominion power to Adam, Adam took a back seat to what God truly called him to be. Passive leadership. Let me say this. As a man and, and knowing what God has for me, because there are so many different ways in which God asks us to lead. We're now in this society where where it's OK for women to to be, you know, women to be in leadership. And that's and that's awesome. And that's great. But at, at home, we have single mothers that are trying to be men where men need to be. And it's no fault to them, because at the end of the day, some men are just lazy. They don't care. They lay down, do what they're going to do and they leave. And that's and that is. That's insane. That is that is totally insane. But but it happens. And there's no fault. There's no fault to the woman in that situation. But also you need to watch out who you lay down with. Because at the end of the day, you never know what the outcome is. As soon as the baby's there, listen, I'm gone. I, I, I check out. I'm gone. But but for, for, for this passage, we have to look at Adam stood there as the man overall. And didn't say a word. Didn't say, hey, listen, no, serpent, listen, man, listen. First of all, you need to come to me. You need to approach me. What God said to me is what we're going to stand on. We're going to stand on and listen to God. We're not going to partake in this tree. But instead, he stood, he stood there passive and watched his wife. As in the Bible, a woman is the weaker vessel of the two. There's, there's God, there's man, and there's woman. And and as the woman, she was tempted and she she caved into her flesh and her desires because that the fruit was was a pleasing, was pleasing to the eye. and She wanted it. But in that case, Adam should have been like, hey, listen, I'm going to step in. Listen, babe, I got you. We're not going to do that. We're going to go check out another tree. But instead, that wasn't the case. If you follow along in chapter three, you, you see the story. It goes 
Eve takes a bite of the fruit and passes it to her husband. Adam takes a bite. Then, fast forward, when their eyes open, just as God had created them to be in this perfect, perfect realm of, I'm naked, but I don't see it. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay in my skin and, I, and, and I'm created in perfection. But now that their eyes are open, they're like, whoa, wait, listen. Hey, girl. Hey, what, what is that? Whoa, whoa. And they're scrambling and, and, and they're, they're, they're scared and they're, and they're like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. What are you? They're covering their bodies. And they didn't even know they were naked. Again, as we progress, God in human form was walking throughout the garden. And he's like, hey, where y'all at? And, you know, they ducked off hiding because they scared. They're like, oh, my goodness, that fruit really opened their eyes. Like, it really allowed them to see the, their flesh. And, um, you know, and God's like, hey, listen, where y'all at? And David's like, oh, my goodness, I'm scared. I, 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 I'm scared, you know. And therefore, they're trying to cover themselves with, with fig leaves and things like that. And as, time, as, it, as it continues, he's like, He's like, who told you guys? Like, who told you that you're naked? How do you know you're naked? Adam then proceeds due to his due to his passiveness, due to his inability to take accountability because of what he did not step in and do. He said, hey, man, listen, the chick that you created to be my helpmate, bro, she passed me the fruit. Let me pause as a man. And this is something that I fail to do at times because I, I see it as more of a defense mechanism. And I see it more as a defense mechanism for Adam because it's like, you know, man, I don't want to take the blame for something that I feel like I didn't do. But as the man, as the head, you should take full accountability for that. And that's something that Quinn, Quinn, you got to talk to yourself because that's something that I need to do better. And Adam woke me up to that. It's like, man, that's passive leadership. That's terrible. That is terrible because you have people depending on you. Little did he know. Adam didn't know this at the time, but he had us in the future. Depending on him. He didn't know that Eve depended on him. He didn't know that. But now that he's, oh, my goodness. Hey. Hey, listen. Whew, my eyes are open. I'm naked. I'm scared, God. Why do I feel this way? Why, why does this feel, why does this feel crazy to me? It's because he didn't step up, just as many of us men don't do. You can say you step up in crunch time, but do you really? I'm gonna be honest with you. 50-50 for me. Truthfully. But as we continue, God was like, who, who told you you were naked? Adam proceeds to blame Eve and, you know, and it's crazy that, you know, that he's like, Yo, yeah, she listened to the serpent. And then God's like, okay, all right, I see. I see. That's cool. You wanted to be disobedient. So here we go. Here we go. You know, due to your disobedience, here's the fall. I created something so perfect for y'all. I created the perfect place, the perfect, the perfect picture. I put you in the perfect situation. And you want to go and mess it up. So here it goes. 
Here we go, y'all. Curse number one, Genesis 3, 14 through 15. The first curse is the serpent, Satan. Satan, the curse of the snake. Took his feet. Like, listen, hey, hey man, listen. Since you want to do what you want to do and be deviant how you want to do it, I'm going to make you slither on your stomach for the rest of your life. I'm going to make it so crazy that, you know, that man going to be on your heel. They're going to crush your head. <laughs> Sorry for you, player. But you, but you, but you, but you pressed and you, uh, and you, and you, and you peer pressured the wrong two people. I'm going to, I'm going to just set, set it straight. So now you're in your own, in your own little world. You're going to slither for the rest of your life. And not only that, then there comes number two, curse number two to women. Childbearing pains, traumas, and raising children. Genesis 3 and 16. Truly, God intended for childbirth to be easy, to be, to be joyous, to be wonderful, to be a beautiful thing, which it is. It is not a negative thing, and, it, and it's not for me, I have to be honest. In some people's cases, it is a negative thing. It is a hard thing. It is not a beautiful thing. It is quite ugly. But God intended for childbearing. He, he intended us to be fruitful, first of all. But childbearing is a beautiful thing. For me, I had the opportunity to hold my daughter first. And, you know, I've grown so much um, in, in life. Um, you know, you make mistakes early on. And you still make mistakes throughout life because being a parent is, is crazy. It, it's hard. Um, especially, you know, coming from the background of which I come from without a father. Um, but childbearing and watching your child be born is a beautiful thing. But for me, I sat there and I watched my wife go through agony and pain. Um, and my wife still carries those scars to this day, you know, and it's like, it's something that I wish that, that I was able to take from her, the pain in which she endured, uh, for those eight to nine months throwing up, uh, cravings, body ache, body hurting, body going, <laughs> being uncontrollable at times because you can't do anything with a, with a, with a little child in, in, in you. You can't do the same things that you want. You can't enjoy the same activities, regardless if it's trimester one, two, or three. Listen, it's a struggle in itself. And watching that, knowing that God gave that to woman, it's crazy. The pain, the trauma behind it is crazy. And I have to say to all women that are watching, thank you. If you had to do it by yourself, thank you. If you had your husband, if, if you had your husband and you had other people around you, still, thank you. Because that's something in which long before you, that was in the Bible in, in Genesis 3 and 16. That's something that you have to deal with for the rest of your life. Even my daughter, when she has... When she brings, you know, my grandchildren, healthy grandchildren into this world, the process in which she goes through is going to be torment for her body. But she has a she has a mother that's going to coach her through. Trust me. And a grandmother and grandmothers and aunts. So she's going to be OK. But for me, watching my baby girl go through that is going to be pretty hard. But at the end of the day, I know that God still got her because at the end of the day, let me tell you something. The crazy thing about it is that in Genesis 2, God was like, listen, if you eat from this tree, there's death. But God showed his mercy and his grace. Stepped out of Eve. He cursed them, but he kept them. Remember that he kept them. 
He kept them. He kept Eve because she then bare two sons. He kept them and just cursed them. Genesis 3, 17 through 19, it talks about how God, it talks about how God, um, God cursed man to work and toil the fields the rest of their, the rest of their lives. You know, in Genesis 2, going back a little bit, Adam had it easy, man. Hey, bro, listen, check it out. This big garden is all yours. I just need you to watch it, grow it, expand it, and elevate it. And it's, it's yours. You got it easy, my God, because it was in perfection. But hey, man, listen, listen, Adam, chapter three. Hey, bro, listen, I'm going to tell you the truth. Due to your lack of leadership and, and being, you know, the man that I put in charge, listen, for you and for future generations, they're going to they gonna have to work. A man that doesn't work, don't eat. A man that don't work can't provide. How can you provide if you're not doing something positive and proactive? You could be an entrepreneur. You could be a, a nine to five worker. You could be doing illegal stuff. But all those things you're providing, you're, you're, you're making way, you're making headway for your family. And that's what you're cursed with. And it's not easy. It's not an easy task. It's not an easy task. Um, you know, as we continue, you know, as we continue throughout the story, God spared their lives. He spared them. Ultimately, they were cursed, but they were spared because they should have been dead. There should have been no Adam and Eve story. There should have been just a doo -doo cut. But God shows grace and mercy. They were exiled from the Garden of Eden. And, you know, they weren't able to, you know, go back, obviously. But for them to be in that moment, the true origin story, as we see in that moment of curse of of all the of all the things, God still showed his mercy and grace for you. Your origin story ties in with this story because those were the first curses known to man. But your story, your origin story may result back at home. And that's truly what this what this uh, series is about. All generational curses begin at home. Most of them begin at home with people that you know, with people that you've watched, with people that you've seen demonstrate different things to you. It began at home. And now, just because you saw it at home, you're, illust you're illustrating it in your, in your home. You're bringing the baggage in which you, you were given by your parents you're now bringing it into your home and giving it to your children to continue for future generations. It's crazy. It's crazy because every generational curse begins at home. No matter what it is, drinking, alcohol, all these different topics we will get into. But today we had to discuss the origin story. Genesis 2 and 3. Go read it for yourself. Because it will, it will be plain like, man, that was perfection. But then as, 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 as leadership became passive, then there was sin. 
because of disobedience, because of peer pressure. Therefore, we had the fall. Man's fall was crazy. And in today's generation, it's even crazier. Each and every individual that wants to be accepted in life, in this life, and that and that has issues, it all comes back from, from trauma, from trauma, from generational trauma. Uh, and, you know, as time goes on, I pray that each and every person is able to work on themselves because ultimately in order to break a generational curse, you have to, you have to work on yourself. It all begins with you. No matter what you say, you can't go back to mama and blame mama. You can't go back and blame daddy for not being there. You can't blame mama for being on drugs. You can't blame your granddaddy for whooping your parents because they whooped you. You can't do that. Because guess what? Though you want to, it's now on you. You have a choice. Just as Eve had a choice to listen and to follow through what God said and God commanded. She made her choice. They, Adam and Eve, made their choice in which we, their future, are dealing with their generational curses. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for us learning about the original curses to man, sin, entering the world, the fall that happened in Genesis 2 and 3. God, we just pray that though we are cursed, we're cursed and are dealing with Adam and Eve's curses to this day, God. I just pray right now that the curses in which each and every individual under the sound of my voice are dealing with currently, dear God, that you be in the midst, that you allow them to, to examine themselves of what they've carried over and are now bringing into their homes, creating origin stories for their children, their children's children. God, I pray that you're able to give them the ability to analyze all the things in which they do, the yelling, the cursing, the drinking, whatever it may be, Father, that may lead to their child, their child's demise and their children's demise. Father, I just pray right now against it. I ask God that you be in the center, that you allow them to seek you, that they hear you, and God, that you change their heart each and every day that the individual not be stubborn, that they not be prideful, including myself, God, that you break me, that you that you mold me, and that you fill me with, with new purpose and knowing that what I'm doing, my daughter is observing, what I'm saying my daughter is observing. And not only that, God, and, and what you're observing. God, I thank you for this platform and I pray, God, that you, that you, are exalted and that you are praised throughout this journey, Father. I give it all to you, man. I thank you for the highs, the lows, the ins, the outs, the ups, and the downs. God, we magnify you. And God, we know throughout this process of haunting versus the awaiting, God, that you will show and you will depict yourself to be elevated and to be and to be bragged about. Because although they begin at home, God, you still show grace to the original sinners to the original to the original fall father you show grace and mercy which you show us each and every day father lord we thank you and we love you in jesus name i pray amen listen guys thank y'all for tuning in you know the next part man listen it's the away it's the away team so what do we learn when we're away 
um, you know, in this in this origin story um, of what's going on. You know, today we learned that it all began with Adam and Eve. Um, and, you know, if you you know, if you go read for yourself, you're able to understand and analyze all that I said. And man, I just want to say thank you to each and every person that is watching, giving uh, generational curses an opportunity, uh, generations restored an opportunity uh, to be in your life and work with you and work through these curses. Um, we're all in this together. Um, I used to tell my guys when I worked at ETBU, if it's just this right here, you're weak. I'm weak. I can't do it by myself. So I need each and every individual. When we're together like this, nothing can break us. Nothing can break us nor bend us. And especially when we got that man above, there is nothing that is too hard, unattainable, or even able to be broken because you got God on your side. So you guys stay blessed. Uh, get excited. Listen, it's, it's about to get lit, okay? We're about to go to the away side, okay? Although I'm not repping my blue and gold today, listen, I'm always repping the home team. So listen, um, you guys have a great, 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 great time together with your family. And um, I pray safety and blessings over you.